0: Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good day. My name is Kenneth Ray Coleman Jr. Don't forget the junior. And you are tuned in to the Let's Talk About It podcast. We are on episode number 11. This episode is entitled, What I Learned During the Pandemic. I won't be before you long. I just want to drop some in your spirit because I know it's been a minute. Uh, we've had a lot of transition going on, trying to upgrade the podcast and then personal things. But um, I want to put something on your minds and hearts because we're wrapping back, ramping back up with some great topics, great conversations, and some great people. Um, this one I have been hesitant to record as well as drop because this one uh, I'm doing it solo, but. I'm doing it by myself, of course, solo, but also doing it, uh, you know, being vulnerable. And being open, honest, and vulnerable is something that I, I like to do. I welcome that. I try to create the environment, but it still makes me uncomfortable uh, giving my thoughts, my feelings, my, my emotions to people um, and just in general. You know, when I'm talking to myself, it's good, but me recording, me putting it out, it's a little nerve-wracking, so uh, we're going to make it do what it do, and I hope everybody enjoy it. Again, this episode is what I learned during the pandemic. Uh, we are still in the midst of a pandemic, and during this time, so far I've learned some valuable lessons that I wanted to share. Um, it's it's kind of crazy. Before the pandemic started, it was a season of transition because I really started fasting and praying and God and asked God to reveal to me who is for me and who's not. And it seemed like it was like event after event happened and people were ripped away. And I really think that they were they were ripped away because if they were not ripped away, let's just say that if they were torn or if they were lost, I would have tried to hang on to them. I would have tried to fix it. I would have tried to repair it. I would have tried to find them. So, the first lesson that I've learned during this pandemic is really how closed off I am in my safe place. Uh, Just before the pandemic uh, started, I was fortunate and uh, thankful enough to buy a house. Um, Got everything in in the house situated, looking nice, and I put some blinds up. And uh, the blinds are beautiful. And it does not allow sunlight to come in into the house or any room. So all during the day, my room is dark. I, I like that. But we had a family uh, game night. And even before we get to the game night, you know, just thinking about it now, I realized that even in Kirsten's room, Kirsten would always, first thing she'd do, she would always open her blinds up. And sometimes, she, uh, when when I take them back to their mom's house or we leave, and I'm like, "Why do you have your blinds open? Or why do you leave them open all day?" And, and she was just like, "Cause I just I, I like the light. I, I want some light." So then, uh, you know, fast forward, we had a, a family game night, and uh, my niece, nephews, uh, sister came over, and they came in, and it was during the day, so they, you know, I wanted to open the blinds, and and even that. <clears throat> Which brings me to my first my first point is how closed off I am in my safe space. It left me so uncomfortable um, with the blinds being open. Being able for outside people to see inside. And I know we're talking about a physical thing, but let me break it down and tell you how emotionally, mentally, and spiritually that is for me also. I believe that a lot of times what's internally will manifest itself in the physical. But I didn't realize this lesson until the physical was brought out and how uncomfortable I was with the blinds not being uh, with the blinds being open and everybody able to see into me. That's how I am mentally, spiritually and emotionally. I don't like people to see, to come in. I don't, I'm not inviting. I'm not welcoming. Um, you know, if people ask me. You have to ask me questions. I'm not going to volunteer information for you. So if you never ask how am I doing, I'm not going to just throw it out. I'm just not going to give it to you. I'm not going to give you things that are, that are on my mind and my heart. You're just going to have to ask, um, ask multiple questions and ask in specific ways. Um, because if not, I can be vague or I can beat around the bush or give you a politically correct answer. And in my safe space, I use my home you know i don't in, i don't invite or allow a lot of people in but the few people that i do in they have full access but if i don't invite you in it's difficult for you to come in because even with even with my house like a lot of people don't know where i live at don't, they don't know what area like i'm not i don't volunteer this information because i don't allow a lot of people in and so me being closed off really showed me um, that I got work to do. And so from that moment, like, I try to be more proactive and intentional with opening my blinds, uh, being comfortable with being uncomfortable, allowing people to come down the street and see into my house and not care about what they see or their the vulnerability, and so with that, with the physical aspect, you know, the mental and emotional, I try to be intentional with that. Um, even though I don't feel like sharing my thoughts, my feelings with some people, I try to be intentional. Uh, I try to be more welcoming and inviting in. So the first lesson is how closed off I am in my safe place. And that's a one that we're still working on, we're still working on that one. Um, another thing that I learned is that... Um, I hold on to things and people longer than I'm supposed to. I read a quote that says problem that the excuse me, I read a quote that says the problem with being empathetic is that even is that you even feel sorry for the people who hurt you. Again, that quote is the problem with being empathetic is that you even feel sorry for the people who hurt you. For the longest time I've allowed people to benefit more from my commitment to them. Again, for the longest time, I have allowed people to benefit more from my commitment to them. And, and it, it really, it, it does something to me thinking about that. Like people are able to eat and benefit more off of my commitment to them than I am with them. Because it's it's a one-sided thing, like I'm putting the time, effort, and energy in into making a commitment, but it's one-sided. And so normally, if you're giving something, if you're giving something, or some things, that is of substance to people, a lot of people are not going to turn it down. A lot of people are not going to say no, thank you. They're just going to keep taking. They're just going to keep accepting. And here's, what, here's one of the things that they do. Because when you're a genuine person, somebody could just say, I have a, a broken nail. And just them mentioning that they have a problem because you are committed to them and their well-being, you're going to make sure they got what they need for that broken nail. But what they do in return is when you look for it, and when you look for the same consideration or you look for the same thoughtfulness in return, the first thing they say, well, I didn't ask you to do none of the things that you did. And that's a form of manipulation. Because anybody who knows a genuine person, you don't have to ask them for anything. Because they're so in tune with you, you can say that, you can just mention, oh, man, I'm hungry. I'm on my way. What you need? Or let me send you this Uber. Let me cash App you. Let me do this. So, that's one of the tough lessons that I, I'm learning that, you know, I can't, I cannot let anybody benefit more from my commitment to them than I am. Like, I'm no longer doing that. And one of the things that I, I had to realize is that, um, Even one of the the things, another lesson that I learned, and I'm combining these two together, if y'all don't mind. But another lesson that I had to learn is that how expensive my yeses are. Again, I had to learn how expensive my yeses are. Like when I say yes to people, I'm giving them 110%. When I say yes to people, I'm giving them. Access to me and everything I touch, every anything that I'm a part of, my resources, my my reach. Like I'm giving them this. So when you understand how expensive your yeses are, then I had to be more selective when I say yes, and be intentional in saying no. Let me say it again. When I understood the value. And how expensive my yeses are to people. I have to be more selective in when I say yes. And I have to be more intentional on when I say no. Because one of the hardest lessons to learn in life is to go 110, 110% for people that won't even cross the street for you. That's a hard lesson to learn. And that's something that I'm still learning. Like I I go to bat for people. Like people that I used to love, people that I used to like, people that I whatever like. They can call me today and I'm still running for them. Or sometimes if I ain't running no more because I ain't answering the phone. But again, when people are able to benefit more from your commitment to them than you are, then you saying a whole lot of yeses to people that really don't value that yes. See, a lot of people just ask you certain questions because they know what you're going to do, but they don't really mean that they have value in it. Yeah, man, I know Kenny Ray will go, go to town for me. Like, he'll go to bed for me. He'll cross the street for me. But that don't mean that they value it. It's just convenient for them. It's just they, they back up plan. And so I had to learn how expensive my yeses are so I can be more selective when I say yes and more intentional when I say no. One of the other things that I learned, I'm almost done. I appreciate y'all staying with me. Another thing that I did learn that um, during the pandemic is that sometimes it's easier to keep hurting than to heal. Man, a a lot of us, well, let me, I ain't going to say a lot of us, I'll just say me. I had COVID. And it was, it was a dark time for me because I was by myself. I had COVID. I really didn't know I had COVID. Um, I was, before I had caught or got tested to see if I had COVID, I was ripping and running for my family because they had it. They had it. So I was making sure that they were good. And it was just one day. Man, I couldn't do nothing. One day I was just in a room and my body temperature was just going from high to low, cold to hot. Um, and it was I I was like, man, for one moment I would have hot flashes, and the next one I was like chills, and it was just crazy. And so I realized that, you know, sometimes it's easier to keep hurting than to heal because in that moment, it took so much for me just to get up and do the thing, the necessities, the things that I had to do as far as drinking fluids, taking some vitamins, doing all these things, even getting up and going to the bathroom. Like for two days, like I know for, for at least 36 hours straight, like I did the bare minimum. I didn't eat that much. I didn't drink that much. I didn't, man, the only time I really get up is to go to the bathroom. I stayed in the bed. It was just crazy. And sometimes we, I, I use that as a physical. And remember what I said, I truly believe this. Whatever you are internally will manifest itself in the physical. And I think I use that spiritually and emotionally and mentally also. It is so easy for us to keep hurting mentally, emotionally, and spiritually than to heal. Because to heal, the first thing you got to do in order to start the healing process, you got to acknowledge that you are sick. You got to acknowledge that something is wrong. You have to acknowledge that something ain't normal. It's not right. It's not like I'm used to being. And so when I have to acknowledge something... That means I have to go to the doctor or I have to go to the source or I have to see what's going on with me. And all those things are intentional, strategic things that you have to do in order just to start the healing process. And then when I go to the doctor and they give me a prescription, I got to go get the prescription field and then I got to start taking it. That's a lot of intentional work that most of us ain't willing to do. So sometimes I realize that it's easier to keep hurting than to heal. I read a quote a long time ago is that the quote says, stop bleeding on people. that didn't even hurt you. A lot of times somebody can step on our toe and because our toe is already fractured or it's already bleeding. We go jump on a person that accidentally stepped on our toe or grazed our foot like they caused that pain why because it's easier to keep hurting it's easier to point the fingers at other people it's easier to blame circumstances and situations instead of us just healing because i can't lie the healing process sometimes it's a long journey and sometimes excuse me I, i don't even say it's a journey it's really it's a never ending destination. <laughs> I like that. It, it's a never ending destination because sometimes when you get to a, a rest area, that's only rest for the moment. And then you got to keep going because you got to put some fuel, you got to recharge, you got to re- regroup, you got to re energize. Healing is something serious, it's a sacrifice. And one of the reasons why I had to heal, and y'all probably gonna hear this 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 analogy on a, on another podcast, but one of the reasons why I had to heal mentally, spiritually, and emotionally is because I I believe that God was gonna give me and still going to give me the desires of my heart. And when I come into those desires of my heart, those opportunities, I don't want to miss out because I wasn't healed. Because I'm still hurting. All right, man. The last one, and we're gonna we're gonna combine these two. But the last one is how impossible. What I learned during the pandemic is how impossible it is for me to change from the person I was created to be. Like, I love me. Now, don't get it twisted. Sometimes I I have a strong disliking for me. Like, I have a strong disliking for being a genuine people in a world that don't believe in genuine people. Like, I have a strong disliking with myself at times that I'm able to give grace and mercy to people that don't think about it for me. Like, I have a strong disliking that I'm able to to understand people when their intentions are to misunderstand me. But even on the worst days of how much I dislike that, I still love it. I'm still committed to it. I still rock out with it. I still got to do it. And the reason I do that is because, man, I, I appreciate God so much for creating me. Like, God took his time to mold me or to, to give me some wisdom and some knowledge. And, and just to, he, he created me. Like, he, God created me in an image of him. Like, I got some characteristics of God. So how can I not value and appreciate that? Because I value God. Like, I value the blessing, the blesser. So doggone right that I value the blessing. So I appreciate y'all joining me as far as what I have learned during the pandemic. A couple of things that I have learned just to make sure that we're on the same page. If you don't get nothing else from it, I learned how closed off I am in my safe space that I'm still working on also learned that I hold on to things and people longer than I'm supposed to. I also learned that sometimes it's easier to keep hurting than to heal. And the last one that I learned is how impossible it is for me to change from the person I was created to be. Because I love me. Man, I hope y'all was able to get something out of this. If nothing else, just to get a better understanding of who Kenneth Ray Coleman Jr. is. Don't forget the Jr. And within the next couple of weeks, we are going to be publishing some, some awesome podcasts. Um, so I can't wait for y'all to hear them, to hear the special guests that we got. Like, we bring in the heat, we bring in the fire. And, man, by the time this podcast drops um, I know it's going to be in August. So we are coming up almost on the one year anniversary of Let's Talk About It podcast. So I'm happy about that. So y'all just stay tuned. We got major things coming. Until the next time, ah. check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.